When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was really bored on a date, and the guy kept talking about fucking Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. He kept, because I got a lemonade, and he got an iced tea. And he said it like seven times. All right? So at one point, I just filled my mouth up with lemonade, and then I spit it into his iced tea. So you basically need, like... And then I said, here's your Arnold Palmer. You need... You're listening to Option Forward Podcast, a shared platform of independent thinkers and motivators. Join us as we capture the culture of leaders that are paving the way and sharing their inspirational stories. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to our platform, your show. I'm your boy, Drew. We are Option Forward Podcast. I'm always joined by the second half of the show. GQ Nessa, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, doing good. Uh, this traffic out here is, is no joke. Yeah, what's going on with the yeah, 10 freeway? Yeah, out here, you know, um, everybody from L.A. pretty much can be very upset at this particular moment. Uh, I guess they lit up, they lit up, what is it, Highway 10 or something like that? Um, yeah, it's, it's been bad. It's been bad. And I am not, even, and I don't even live here, so that, that's the crazy part, but yeah, I'm, I'm good. You feel it all the way where you're I at. made it. Right. You know, got over the hunch. It was good. Cool, cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let me let me try to describe something. You ever try like not to laugh at something? You know, it could be like an awkward situation, but then you find yourself laughing, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, and you kind of feel bad. But in this case, you know, what I'm saying I came across this person on all over social media, and um, I thought her material was great. You know, what I'm saying she had me giggling, and I was trying not to giggle. You know what I'm saying? Try to go in there stone face like she ain't funny. And then I was listening to her and I, I couldn't help but laugh. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I would say that takes talent. You know what I'm saying? To go up there, talent, courage, and all that good stuff. But uh, we would like to welcome to the show today, uh, Miss B. Gutierrez. Um, how are you doing today? Hey, thank you for having me under the bridge. For sure. Under the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get shot? Did you get hit with a rubber? I didn't get shot. I was worried about it though. Shit. For sure. <laughs> shit. And I had to crawl on that freeway to get here. So I hope y'all appreciate how much I really like you. But you know, for sure. I bailed the other time, so <laughs> it's. I feel like I owed it to you guys. It's like, no, for sure. No, it's your car, good. bitch. Go, we go say hi. We don't. Yeah. But how you feeling? How you feeling today? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. It's a nice Friday. It's a fr- it's a it's nice weather out. It's not too hot. It's, it's a nice Friday. Beautiful. Did you have you had any shows recently? Yeah, I just had one. Uh, wasn't it wasn't last night? It was the night before? Wednesday? Wednesday? Tuesday? And Sunday? I, don't know, I have a lot of shows. Have a lot of shows. Stay busy. Stay busy. All right, but you gotta uh, let's talk about your mornings though. You got a morning routine. What you do? What's the first thing you do when you get out of bed? Well, by the time I get about out of bed, it's like afternoon. 
So, because I'm out late every night. So I sleep <laughs> in. People are like, what's your morning routine? Bitch, I don't have a morning routine. I get up at noon. I got an afternoon routine where I just roll out of bed and I take my dogs out to piss and I smoke some weed and, uh, you know, throw my feet up on the patio and breathe out for the morning. Then you get going with your shit because there's always a lot of shit to do. For sure, for sure. How long have you been doing stand-up? Ah, oh, you're asking me the classic interview question. She did, she did warn us. She said, you guys going to say something stupid? No, <laughs> and then I, I just was like, no. Isn't that a good question? <laughs> I've been doing stand-up for a while. For a while. <laughs> <laughs> Lo long enough, long enough that I'm not a noob. Okay. Long enough that I'm not a noob. She doesn't like the classic shit. You don't like the classic? No. No? If uh, you start asking me shit like, like what got you into stand-up comedy, I'm going to start asking why? you. <laughs> what? Because uh, that's, that's just not... boring. Ain't nobody want to hear that no, shit. I've no, answered do. those questions 400 times. No, no, but what I'm saying is... is like, that means you haven't heard her shit. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true. You weren't as prepared as you thought. No, no, that's not true. But what I like to do is I like to, I like to figure out why people do the things that they do. You know what I'm saying? There's I some... think... Not everybody needs to hear that story for the 800th time. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do. We're gonna no, no, do the no. quick sum up of it. Are no, you no, ready? Cool. Oh my god, this chair is like falling over. Look, it broke. No. I'm serious. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. Time out. Hold on. Time out. Is this shit live? <laughs> no. My fucking Winnie the Pooh ass just broke your chair. <laughs> You can't be having a fat bitch break a chair. Damn, my self-esteem is at an all-time low. Look at this shit. They had to bring me a new fucking chair. I hope you keep all of this in the goddamn fucking podcast. A fat bitch breaks a chair. There we go. Fucking, we didn't realize just how much like Danny DeVito she really fucking was. Oh, shit. <laughs> You looked at me like I was fucking crazy. I was like, nah, I'm about to fall, motherfucker. <laughs> I you you, you guys were prepared. <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, how did you get into no, comedy? No, no, no. <laughs> so, uh, how, no, uh, I'm no, going to no. do the quick sum up no, for no, you. No, Ready? Cool. No, no, I got your, I got your back. All right. Shitty time in my life. Started comedy. Done. Done. Scorsese. Yeah. All right. But what's your um, what's your creative process though? Do you like is it stuff that do you write? Do you just observe and you be like, you know what? Like, uh, I write on stage and through experiences that me and my close circle of people have. That's where I get all of my material from. You write what you know. You always write what we, what you know. Cause I, I, who was talking about that? Uh, oh, dude, Ashley Larry. Ah, oh, dang, forgive me for not knowing. I mean, I know it's Donnell. Huh? Donnell yeah, Raleigh. Yeah, but he was saying like, I guess he he has an upcoming special, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Dave Chappelle, he did it, and Dave Chappelle didn't like it, so he he nixed it and told him to redo it. And he told him like, yo, when you tell jokes from a personal perspective, can't nobody steal it. One time at the comedy store, Donnell Rawlings asked me for a cigarette, and I told him I didn't have one, and he goes, man, fuck you. And walked away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that Cheers! Was weird. I told you we getting weird today. <laughs> that was weird. 
but yeah, she no, just I, had to get it out of her chest, you know, well, real mean, quick. Oh, I love him. I'm not even mad. That shit was funny as hell. It was like a fucking episode of Dave Chappelle, him saying that shit and walking away from me. The one white bitch just perched up on the fucking comedy store, just like, yo, no, nah, she doesn't got a cigarette. Fuck that bitch, man. I can't be the only one in here. I was the only one outside at the time. Where do you normally, where do you go? What were you doing out there? Yeah. I was just smoking. Damn, <laughs> interrogation and shit. You said let's get weird. I was smoking weed, <laughs> which I was doing earlier before this podcast as well. <laughs> do you have any uh, any favorites? Anybody you look up to as far as... Oh, God. You said you guys weren't going to ask me the standard questions. Oh, it's a standard. Who, is, who inspires you? I didn't say who inspires you. I'm just saying who do you like? Uh, favorites? Okay, so people in comedy and the comedy industry, uh, I, I go... I, people who inspire me are not always comics. So, like, for instance, well, I guess she's a, she's a comedian. She's uh, a, comic, a woman in comedy. I love Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph. I love their best friend type of, like like a TFA and Amy Poehler. I love like homegirls that like get together and do stupid shit. I love that kind of stuff. Um, I absolutely adore Tony Baker. Um, who else am I super into right now? Um, I've always been a huge fan of classics like Phil Stiller and uh, Lucille Ball. <laughs> Classic fucking answers. Do you know what I mean? Um, Chappelle, all the classics, obviously. Um, I really like comics who push the bar. Um, so I love Bill Burr. And uh, I do. I'm a big Billboard fan. I feel like a lot of women are not as he, unless you're a comic. A lot of women are kind of like they pull back on Billboard and some of the more Joe Rogany, like you know, if, when you start leading towards like the asshole comics and stuff like that. That's what I, you know. But I I resonate with those because I can be a, a total bitch too. I, I was really upset about not having the bathroom near me as soon as I got here. So let's be real. I don't know. Like six of them in the building. But when you got here, you had a plethora. I also like shit like Trevor Noah. I like uh, you know. There's all kinds of shit that I feel like if you only have one inspiration, like if I was a rapper and the only person I said was Nas, like how fucking boring is that? Just, and that shit changes on a daily basis the more I grow in in comedy. So you're like the Grinch of comedy, huh? Yeah, yeah, Jim Carrey shit. Yeah, right. Grinch fingers. <laughs> I love it. I'm a huge Danny DeVito fan. There you go. Huge Danny DeVito fan. I love him. All the Always Sunny guys. Charlie, Charlie Day too. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good show. Yeah. Couldn't really get into it. Oh, it's cool. so good. It was cool. You just have to like start watching it like a religious and you just start there's so much character development in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That like from when they started to where they are now. There's so many seasons and there's so much character development. I fucking love that show. Yes. Would you write? I'd love to write. I've never done that before, but like I'm not anti. You can't say you're anti anything in this fucking industry because who knows who's going on strike or what's not, or what AI is taking over. We don't know. So we just do what we can, right? Do you think it should be like, you know, speaking of like the asshole comics and stuff like that, should it be an off limit? Should you be able to say whatever? Well, I'm considered an asshole comic. So 
I hope it's not off limits. And no, I don't think anything comedy wise should be off limits. I don't. It's a fucking joke. Come on. Y'all weren't ready for my energy at no. noon, were you? She's dark. <laughs> I'm dark? Why is that dark? That's not dark. I'm not dark at all. I'm a realist. And sometimes I'm an idiot. But, you know, I'm not dark. I'm a happy little, I'm a happy little thing. Most of the time, as long as I don't have to pee. No, no, or hangry. Let me know. Let me know if this is a standard question. Oh, I will. All right. Um, <laughs> She's gonna say next. <laughs> how was it like your first time being on stage, though? Because the reason why I ask, right? Because this guy. All right. So there's a backstory. Standard question. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah. So, see, you're getting heated. See. No, this no. this this shit's getting more fun by the minute. I love no, it. No, no, no. But like, no, he he went on stage before, right? Uh-huh. And it took like a year and a half. Okay. To get him to go up there and do it. Uh-huh. You know, anxiety, you know, uh, the fear of failure, whatever the case may be, getting booed, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, so <laughs> I'm just want to know, like, was it what was it like for you? You know what I'm saying? Going up there, or did you was was it more of a therapy type thing? Like, you know, I got some I got some shit to say. So, um, I rarely get nervous to go on stage. Even my first time, I was a little bit nervous, but like, I didn't have anything fucking prepared my first time. And the place that I went to was like this shitty open mic in Van Nuys. And, um, oh fuck, I love that mic, dude. I'll go to that mic forever. Uh, Liquid Zoo, holler at your girl. Love him. I love him. I'll go to that shitty open mic forever. And it's a dive bar. It's a dive bar mic, right? That's why I say a shitty open mic, but it's ran by one of the most amazing people in comedy, Ryan Talmo, love him, ah. and um, and he still runs it to this day. And uh, he gave me ten minutes. Yo, it's my first time ever touching a mic. What am I supposed to do with ten minutes? That's a lot of time. Ten minutes is a lot of time. <laughs> Five minutes is a lot of time. You don't know it until you're standing up there and that clock is ticking. You know what I mean? So I went up there. I did like three minutes, and then I came back down. And it was my first time, and I got like a couple of chuckles. Like there was people watching the Dodgers game and shit. Like nobody was really paying attention, but like blaming the Dodgers. Yeah, well, that's all right. We love we love the Dodgers. I'll blame them forever. Um, but he like I came down, and I my friend was with me, and he was like, "How do you feel?" And I was just like, "Yo, I'm gonna do that every night for the rest of my life," and I haven't stopped like literally since that day. So I just I literally did every single mic and or show i could come up with it's the rush huh i don't know if it's the rush so much as like some people are just like performers like i need to get it out of me sometimes (laughs) just the crazy and it comes out in performing so i can really get on stage and like just like let it go and uh, that's very therapeutic i think to some extent obviously but like um but the first time i did it there definitely was a rush, that rush. When I came down and I was just like, all right, right? It was just, it was like your first hit of whatever drug is your drug of choice, right? So then at this point, you're pretty much addicted. Oh, super hard. Yeah. Like I'd rather do comedy than anything in the world, except for maybe orgasm. That's a, that's a plus though. And even then, I don't know if it's as good as performing. Even then. <laughs> okay. Um. Performing lasts longer. 
<laughs> that's like that's like a commercial right there. <laughs> would you uh? So would you say you're a creator, then, right? Oh yeah. So what else do you do? Like I'm a double creative. So my day job is I've been a professional photographer for over 20 years, and then my night is comedy. So it's literally creative on top of creative. Like I'm a double creative. Hmm? Paint, pay instruments. I don't paint. Um, I'm not super drawing wise, artistically or painting wise, artistically declined. There was years of vandalism in my past where I painted, if you get that one. But uh, that ended very quickly after a handful of years and then um no I, I mean i'm okay with like graphic design but that comes with like having to do like post-production for photography and stuff like that standard shit but yo just photos and everybody says oh you do do you do media or um video too no they're two completely different art forms oh. quit putting them together it's super annoying for any creative out there, like especially for photographers, everybody knows like video too. Oh, fuck, dude, it's two completely different jobs, two completely different art forms. So, so what is it fuck video. <laughs> what, huh? what is it about photography that draws you in? I think if you're a real photographer and you've done work in the dark room, that's something that like sets you apart. It's it's a zen type of thing. Like there is literally, I go into a whole different like world for myself when I'm doing photography because you just, you have to get lost into your environment to get really good pictures. You know what I mean? I mean, the reason why I started to stand up aside from that is because um, my whole history, my whole career in photography, I've been shooting hip hop artists and to get them to loosen up, to get the, to really get the good pictures that spoke a story. I would just make jokes behind the camera for fucking years and years and years, just making jokes because if you can get tough guy rappers to laugh like you can really pull some emotion out of their photos right you can really pull something that speaks to other people from that photo so like I think that photography uh, if you can get an image to speak for itself and uh, it's it's light years ahead of anything else out there in my opinion yeah. because it's a it's a single image you don't have to have 10 seconds of that image for it to speak to you Right. It's a moment, a flash in time, and then it's past. It's gone. You don't get to have it again, except for the still of it, right? The still of it. So I'm I, I'm a weirdo fucking artist. I really am a creative. Like, that's I get way into it. And then, but yeah, to get all the hip-hop artists and shit like that to loosen up for years, I just used to just make jokes behind the camera. And then that... I remember a couple of them being like, you should really try stand-up, dude. You're fucking funny. And I was just like, ah, I'm just better behind the lens. I'd always say that. I'm better behind the camera. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm way better in front of the camera. So how do you deal with anxiety? Uh, weed. A whole lot of weed. Yeah. Lots and lots of weed. And performing is like therapy outlet. Do you have like ADD or anything along those lines? No, I'm just saying because you were saying you were multitasking. That should, that should might require some like. I think I have. I think bullshit. I have a, a, a general plethora of mental illnesses, such as ADHD, anxiety, oh, manic, depressed. Yeah. That shit's real. Yeah. That shit's real. And I only, I mean, I just do weed, and then I, I have like, I'm on Lexapro, Team Lexapro. Shout out mental health issues. 
<laughs> Comes out at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. It fucking does. <laughs> like I, I, Do I. Do you suffer from anxiety and depression? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> team, Dude, this team, is like, getting, team like super emo. <laughs> like, no, this is not one of those infomercials you hear <laughs> late at night. Do you have thoughts of negativity? Yes, no, yes, I do. I have a lot of them, <laughs> and I deal with them through weed and Lexapro and performing. But not, do you have everybody anyone? has their own crutches and coping mechanisms, man. Almost We're dead. all just going through it, and whether or not you've been diagnosed, you know. I absolutely have manic episodes where I book like seven <laughs> shows in one day and then I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do all of that. I'm going to have to cancel some of these shows. And then people are like, oh yeah, I'll do that show. And then they're, and then I'll be like, okay, I had to cancel that show. I'm sorry. And they're just like, what the fuck is wrong with this bitch? And I'm just like, didn't you do, didn't you do that to us? No, I just didn't show up. Yeah, even worse. I just didn't show up because I was literally double booked on my own podcast. I double booked my own podcast. So it's work. Yeah. It's work. It's insane. I have an insane schedule and I'm not good at time management. So for somebody who has an insane schedule and is not good at time management and doesn't have the type of money for like an assistant or anything bougie like that. Yeah. AI. Sorry, it a- just, it AI. just, uh, nah, I ain't trying to do no AI. I don't trust any of that. I'm a conspiracy no. theory. <laughs> uh-uh. I'm not that. Uh, just you on certain, certain things. Oh, fuck AI, stuff. dude. I don't know. Amazing emails. Just letting you know. Amazing. Oh. AI emails? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to do corporate jargon. I hate corporate jargon anyway. Well, you can still give it a haircut. You know? Nah, why am I trying to be something I'm not? No. Hey, emails. Emails. No, is an e- I ain't trying to tell nobody we need to have a 360 trail. or any of that <laughs> stupid corporate jargon. I am no longer in those types of jobs, and I'm very happily not in those jobs. I was such the black sheep when I worked at the corporate company that I did product photography for for years. They'd always just be like, "This bitch cannot send a professional email to save her <laughs> life," and I was just like, "I don't even care. Y'all just read that shit, and then it goes away." Like, what? What the fuck does it matter if it says something like warmest regards at the end or not fuck off who has time to be there's always that one person who has that time yeah and they're annoying as shit like fuck that ai person like i'm not i ain't uh uh-uh I'm anti. I'm anti all the corporate. I think people in corporate positions should just talk to each other all hood style. Like, like that's the way it needs to be. That's the way it needs to go down. Like, the mafia and all these crime organizations did it for years, and they weren't worried about their fucking email jargon. So why the fuck do I need to worry about that shit? I ain't doing none of it. My resume is so sad. My resume says shit at the top, like, poison of choice, vodka. <laughs> How's that working? I have good jobs and good money, so I'm good. <laughs> but not, nah, hey, hey, put me up on game on a, on a dark room, right? Because you know, as a, I've never been in one. It's but dark. I always thought, no, no, I'm talking about forget that. I know it's dark, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but the photo, right? Put the paper. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You asked, what's up? Put me on the dark room. It's no, dark, motherfucker. What are you saying man. about like, it? So. <laughs> it smells like chemicals and it's dark, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Are you having fun on this interview? Yes. I'm I'm a fucking nut job, man. Y'all asked me to do this shit. I'm um. What do you want to know about the dark room other than it's dark? I don't want to know no more. You make pictures in it. No, no, no. (laughs) They develop. just a development process that I've always been It smells like chemicals, but when you're a photographer, you start loving those stinky-ass chemical smells. Do you have one in your house? (laughs) I don't have a house, bro. I rent a fucking overpriced apartment like everybody in L.A. Unless you live with your parents. No. Do you live with your parents? Definitely not. Definitely not. So what's up, Do You think you're ready for a Netflix special? (laughs) oh that's a good question um do i think i'm ready for a netflix netflix special yes does netflix think i'm ready for a netflix special absolutely not do they know who i am no we're good um i also am not like rushing to be like kevin hart famous or any of these super mega comedians um I kind of want to just be a little more under the radar with it. You know what I mean? I feel like I want to be more like... Uh, you just uh, want to live. Yeah. Like, I don't want to I don't want to go out in my normal life and not be able to walk around. Like, that idea of celebrity status really weirds me out. Like, where people, like, really are... Like the normal public is in your business. That's fucking weird shit. It's one of the things I really like about Kristen Wiig as a woman in the industry. She's very private about her normal life, but she comes and when she performs, she is funny. You know what I mean? And she just lets that be what the world sees. And I like that. Like the whole idea. But you can do the same thing, though. Yeah, but the whole. But I'm such a fucking weirdo, and I just feel like. People can only handle it in so much dosing. Do you know what I mean? So unless you're part of my inner circle, like you don't need to see the fucking cuckoo cuckoo that is me. Like I do weird shit. So and it's not always like society acceptable. Do you know what I mean? One time I was really bored on a date and the guy kept talking about fucking Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. He kept because I got a lemonade and he got an iced tea. And he said it like seven times, all right? So at one point, I just filled my mouth up with lemonade and then I spit it into his iced tea. So you basically need like- And then I said, here's your Arnold Palmer. (laughs) You need like a horse trank, like a little- (laughs) A tranquilizer? That's why why y'all were trying to give me booze before. You were like, do you not have something to drink? Or like taser or something, you know what I mean? When she gets out of pocket, you know? No. <laughs> no, I hope nobody gives me any type of tranquilizers <laughs> if I get out of pocket. I'll definitely be the bitch who's like the fat bitch who goes naked and is walking on the freeway or some weird <laughs> shit like that. Like, I definitely would have that type of mental breakdown. Like, we don't want to get no. Just we're good with weed already. We know the crazies there. We just let it breathe. <laughs> so, in your, would you advise? Matter of fact, could anyone do what you do? Does it? Is it a gift? I think anybody could do it. (laughs) Why not? They're not me. They're not going to do it like me because everybody's different. Obviously, you'll do it in your own way. But like, can anybody do it? Yeah, anybody can do it. Work your ass off. Go do it. What about your talents? What talent? Where where do you see your talents compared to others? 
My talents are photography, but that's because I put 20 years in that industry. So I'm really good at photography. I do have a little bit of an ego when it comes to my photos, but not ego like I don't have anything left to learn. More just like, yo, I have, I paid dues. You know what I mean? So um, I can have a little bit of an opinion on that shit, but like a little bit of an opinion, okay? A little bit. But as far as comedy goes, I'm only um, around five years in, so I still have a shitload to learn and to grow and to learn from other comics and shit like that. So, but can anybody do it? Yeah, I started comedy late in my life, all right? And I just went to some shitty open mic and then fell in love with it. And I was so passionate about it because I loved it so much. I just went crazy and I'm a doer. So I'm just like, okay, um, what do I need to do to be able to do this every night? And then I just took every little baby step I had to, to get there. Like, yo, 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 I'll, I'll progress this quick. So I did. I went from doing one, one to two shows a month to over half my month is filled with shows normally. So. How long are your sets though? I feel like a normal set for me is I, I normally get 10. Anything lower than 10 now, I really can't like, it's harder. It's harder to do a smaller set now because I do a lot of crowd work and stuff like that. I fuck with people. You know, and all of that takes time. You get to know the audience. They speak back to you. So, um, But I also don't complain about any amount of time I get. If I get five minutes somewhere, hell yeah, dude. I'd still take that five minutes. I don't have an ego that big when it comes to comedy. Would you write for somebody else, though? Write somebody else? Like ghostwrite? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if they pay me enough? Fuck yeah, I'll go straight for somebody. Nikki Glazer can have my jokes all day long if she's paying the bills. I don't give a fuck. So it's not like that. Uh, I remember back in the day they was stripping on Kev, you know, Kevin Hart about mm-hmm. that. Cause they was like, ah, oh, he got a ghostwriter. He get people to go sit in comedy clubs all across the nation and just steal other people's stuff and create from that. So it's not. But did he pay those people? I don't know. See, that's my thing. If if you're getting paid, those aren't your jokes because you're doing a job. It's an actual job. So you can't you can't you can't claim it after the fact. You can't. Ghostwrite for somebody who has asked you to ghostwrite and then be pissed off that the joke did well with them because they paid you for that joke. Now that's their joke. It's the same thing with hip hop and beats, yeah, that's right? That's a, it's the same thing with hip hop and beats. Like horrible. But if you paid, if you paid for them, I remember one time I went to a producer showcase, um, uh, a producer showcase, right? Dre was there. It was in the it was in this little shitty place called the Dragonfly. Dre was in the back of the room and it was a huge deal that Dre was there, right? And they had it was all these uh producers getting showcased their their beats and stuff, right? And I remember uh one of the producers, I'm not going to say who it is, we don't need to put everybody's business out there, but played a beat that Dre had paid for to become his beat. And Dre got pissed and shouted like he got pissed, like they were fighting back and forth because he was like, nah, I'm playing it to be like a tribute to you, dog, at the, sh- at the, at the showcase. And Dre was like, nah, that's my beat, motherfucker. Like, and then he like stormed out. It was crazy. It was one of the wildest. It was in like the first three years when I moved here, this happened. And I was like, yo, and he fucking stormed out because that guy played a beat that that guy had made, but Dre had bought to, for, for his beats. So if they pay for it, even though they made it, it's just like any other commodity. 
right? Because they paid for those rights for that artistry. So it becomes theirs. If you sign that contract, that's on you, bro. You know, so if you ghostwrite, you can't be mad that your jokes are doing good from somebody else if they paid for that shit. That's just my take on it because you gave up your artistry for money. Sorry, I got really deep no, there for a no, second. No, no, I was just wondering, is it the same? You know what I'm saying? Because I was relating it to hip hop. You know? I feel like it is the same. I feel like it's the same type of thing. Uh, the ghostwriting on both sides, the the ghostwriting for beats or ghostwriting for raps or ghostwriting for jokes. That's all the same shit. If you if you let somebody pay you for that shit and you sign wave over those rights and you don't keep like rights or whatever, that's on you. But what about all the accolades and stuff that the person receives? You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like everybody else, like think this dude is like the most talented person on the earth, but anybody in the side, you know, like, hey bro, that ain't even his material. Yeah, but did he get paid? Did the people who made it get paid? Did they sign over? But yo, don't sign over your rights if you don't want people to blow up from your shit. Don't sign over your rights. No, I'm up there. Can we be accountable for our own actions? That's how I feel about it. Like, stay accountable for your own actions. Be smarter with what you're doing. If Nikki Glazer was like, hey, I need you to write this shit for this roast I'm doing, I'd say, hell yeah. Am I going to use those jokes later on? Depends on what the contract says for rights. Am I going to do shared rights so that I can do those jokes too and claim them as mine and she can claim them as hers and we're both on that same page or not? It's when shit gets stolen without any permission that there's a problem and that's rampant unfortunately but i'm sorry if you sign over the rights to your jokes and you've written something specifically for these people or they buy it from you and you say in that paperwork nah for this amount of money these can be her jokes they turn into her jokes be better with your paperwork hold yourself accountable for your own actions if you want the money more than you want the fame why are you giving up the fame <laughs> oh, she's over here like a clerk. <laughs> That's no, funny. What um, what's one thing that you wish you can be better at? <clears throat> what's one thing I could be better at? <laughs> everything. <laughs> Legitimately, like everything. I could be funnier. I could be better at time management. I could be better on the business side of things. I could use more corporate jargon. I could not smoke weed all the time. There's a million things that I could be better at. Do I give a fuck to be better at them? I give a fuck to be better at comedy and to constantly be better at comedy and photography constantly and to keep doing everything. But better, I just want to be funny. So sometimes jokes hit, sometimes they don't. That's all right. Nights where your jokes don't hit and that and that like makes you it gives you that like ah oh, I need to be funnier. I love nights like that. So you should always constantly want to be better at everything. Always. Cause if you're not growing, fuck that stagnant shit. I don't got time for that. I'm I I have way too much energy to like stand still. Do you think it's easier to not give a fuck and not get your hopes up or or just have like a, a more positive mindset I don't think it's about getting your hopes up I think it's about expectations don't expectations are disappointments waiting to happen so so, so, it's, so it's your defense mechanism oh always we all, all we all have those mm. 
but I, I I can't say I don't get my hopes up. Sometimes there's stuff that I want to do, but I'm also I don't let anything destroy me to that level. I don't let anything like really get under my skin to the level where I'm gonna be really upset that it didn't happen. Like if I went on fucking what's that show? America's Got Talent, <laughs> right? Something like that. And you really get your hopes up and you really want to get the golden buzzer. And then nobody laughs at your fucking jokes and you bomb and they're like, fuck out of the stage, right? And Simon Cowell's like, that's the worst jokes I've ever heard or in whatever accent he has and all that kind of shit. Um, that might destroy, you know, you, they always see the people when they come off stage and they did bad or something or they didn't get, they got the X's, you know? And then they're just like, or they show like an update on them. And they're like, oh, I was just shattered after that. It's like, I think if you're really in the industry, you get told no so much on the regular that it doesn't even phase you after so long. And you're just like, oh, you can tell me no. I'm just going to go do it on my own. <laughs> like, that's the way I've always been. Like, they'll be like, oh, well, you can't be on this show. And I'll be like, fuck you. I'll just start my own show there. Cool. <laughs> But I mean, you kind of said it right now earlier that photography was your thing and comedy was more like your therapy. Right? Yeah. So it's easy to say this is just uh, let's see where it goes. And then photography, hopefully I start I start killing it in the industry. I would love to kill it in the industry in both of my I mean, I do well in photography, but um, <clears throat> comedy, I'd love to do more. But I'm also still only a handful of years in. Do you know what I mean? So like, there's so much room there. I have the whole rest of my life to do comedy. Cause you can do comedy when you're 90 years old. And people will be like, oh my God, look at this 90 so, year old So you're down. trying to do it for the sport. I think I just love making people okay. laugh. I know that's fucking cliche as shit, but it's so fucking cheesy. Like that is the perfect answer to your perfect cliche question, right? Like, why do you do comedy? Because I love making people laugh. That's the truth for me though. Like I really do love making people laugh. Do I want super high fame? Mm, I want some amount of fame, but I want it to just make it so that I can do more comedy. Do you know what I mean? Like. I think the idea of getting super famous is freaky. The uh, super famous people are all fucking super weirdos, which I might be great at it, but because I'm a super weirdo. So you wouldn't sell your soul? That's a weird question. That's his question. That's a weird question. Why would I sell? Who would I sell my soul no, to? This, I, you were going that route. But who would I sell it to? No, no, no. I don't think there's a whole like, can you sell your soul even? I don't know, that's a weird question. You can't sell your soul. Your soul is yours. You keep it forever. So now, so let's just say, hypothetically, they offer you, you're going to be the be the next Kevin Hart. You're going to be... No, because I don't want to be Kevin Hart. They can't have my soul for that. Oh, okay. And what, what currency is soul exactly? We don't know that. See? That's a million dollar question. Uh, just throwing things at you you weren't ready for but no so what currency is soul like where's the bank of souls where are these souls being stored that people are giving up where do they go what what who's doing what with them who would i sell my soul to see storage store <laughs> they're all in the pallet that burned up under the freeway it's, it's, it's all an imagination by the way, the this area right here on the 6th Street Bridge, okay, you guys? So I'm intimately uh, 
familiar with this little area that you guys are by, that you film over here by, okay? Um, have you guys heard of Dead City Punks? It's like a hardcore band. Um, so they did uh, while the bridge was still being fixed or er like re-erected, you know, because it went down for a while and now it's back up. But while it was under construction, Dead City Punks had a show underneath the bridge, like a pop-up show. And I think they teamed with Born and Raised, those homies, right? And they had... Um, thousands of people underneath that just setting off illegal fireworks there was helicopters all around spinning in the air there was like police that had to shut it down with like rubber bullets and that was my first stampede running out of that right underneath there it's so fucking cool underneath there like oh it was oh i have photos i have video from that night it was fun as hell there was people there they had like construction equipment and people had like um hot wired a cherry picker and we're like driving the cherry picker around it was insane it was the most insane thing and they had like a bonfire in the middle of the fucking hardcore pit like it was madness and they do it regularly i want to say but you have to like know who to like you have to know who to know to like go to these shows but um I went and uh, yeah, I got caught in my first stampede. I almost died because I am a fat old bitch. Like ain't nobody trying to run through a stampede of like 20 some year olds, right? <laughs> 20 some year old punk kids that are all just like out here doing illegal fireworks. Like, and then there's me just like, I'm just trying to get to my car. <laughs> like, but I got some amazing photos from that night. What, what, what <laughs> Huh? What month were you born? Uh, June. Are you asking me astrology questions now? Uh, <laughs> June. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Nobody asked that without wanting to know no, what 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 my what. Because I'm not into that, but what I, my I, chart I, is? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, you just said something. You said something that June. That I um. That resonated. That I, yeah. You need to know my astrologicals. No. I have them. Well, you could say it. I, 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 uh, my sun is a Gemini, my moon is a Scorpio, and my ascending is Libra. So, and that's all I really know. I don't know anything about those things, but I have enough lady friends who have told me my entire birth chart and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but I'm not into any of it, but. It makes sense. And where, where, where are you from? Where'd you grow? I'm originally from Salt Lake City, Utah. I've been out here in LA for about a little over 10 years. LA's home now. Well, so you were the rebellious that ran out of Utah. I'm not Mormon. I know it's the first thing everybody wants to know. I'm not fucking Mormon. I didn't, I didn't grow up on a polygamy compound. A little bike. I didn't have three moms. Um... Uh, I didn't wear dresses or braids in my hair. Like, I mean, I did, but I was like a normal little girl. Like, did you have a mullet? Uh, no, I didn't have a mullet. Um, <laughs> just pigtails most of the time. Um, I am the black sheep of my family, but that's okay. So they, you were the runaway. Yeah, but they all still live in Utah. They're all back. What in was Utah. you supposed to be doing? I think. Um, anything but all the stuff that i am doing um what was i supposed to be doing i don't know i've always been a performer even when i was little i just would just 
So it's easier to say they were happy when you left. Like, no, oh, they weren't. Here. My mom wasn't happy. My mom didn't want me to leave, but no, nobody was necessarily happy when I left. I have good relationships for the most part. Mm. All my close circle back back home in Salt Lake, they're all amazing peeps. Did you cry the first month out here? No. I I was a little stressed out about traffic. Traffic was stressful because the way people drive here is very different. People drive here with just with um, urgency. There's urgency behind them or either that or there's they're just stopping in the middle of an intersection. That's just the two uh, ins and outs of L.A. But um, I was really stressed out driving at first because it was just so aggressive. And then you just you adjust to it. And now when people get in my car, they're just like, Jesus Christ, we're going to die, you know? So, but it's adjustments. We're, we're, we're learning and growing. Now we drive like a psycho, just like everybody else. So. Do you get to travel a lot doing what you do now? Yeah. Where's the coolest place you've been? I recently just did the San Jose Improv and that was a really, really nice venue. It was huge. Um, but they have this really dope green room where you can go out on the balcony where their big neon sign is. And I love quiet little contemplative, well-lit stuff like that because it's very photo- photography friendly. So I can go take pictures outside on the balcony of the building and the architecture and stuff like that. I love shit like that. So traveling for me, I just take it as it's work because I'm there to do comedy. But at the same time, like I'm such a creative that anywhere I go, I, I, I just go crazy getting Find the value. yeah that's kind of like your way to express yourself huh? yeah for sure for sure the aggressive tommy side T's. of me hmm? tommy t's out in yeah Club. i've done tommy t's tommy t's is great too great another great big venue yeah super nice staff there too yeah i played actually i played tommy t's and the la brea improv all with ken flores and renee vaca two two friends of mine so um yeah, they fill those rooms. Wow, amazing audiences and amazing guys. Cheers to them. That's right. Let's play an elimination game. <laughs> All right. <laughs> not, not too complicated. All right, gotta eliminate one. Cell phones, music, or sports? And why? Mm. Cell phones, music, or sports? Definitely not music. Um, oh, if I really had to eliminate one, I might eliminate cell phones. What are you going to do? Smoke signals? I don't give a fuck. I just don't show up half the time. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed that. I've done it to you guys before. Uh, no, no, no. Um, I don't want to give up sports because I'm a huge Kings fan. So giving up hockey or NBA, like I'm a huge Utah Jazz fan too. Uh, I don't want to give up my teams and I love watching sports is very much a decompressing thing for me so like and so and music takes stress away and sports takes stress away because I can both lose myself in both of those so cell phones that's the only thing that's creating stress right so extra cell phones right you gotta have another hobby photography comedy I can see something else that you're not probably not sharing it's gotta be something else what else do you like doing with your time? She's like a book club or something. <laughs> um. You skate? No. <laughs> My fat ass doesn't skate. I broke the fucking chair. You did not. It was probably defective. 
Skate? I was in disbelief. For real? Skate? I need to show you why, why not just ask the fat chick what do you do crossfit in your spare time no that, bro yeah, the bully, that's not the same thing dude <laughs> whatever <laughs> that is not the same uh, thing other hobbies um I spend a lot of time with my dogs my dogs are my entire fucking world I'm very big on animals um I have two terrier chihuahua mixes they're littler dogs yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're my whole little world those little yappy fuckers. So, I love them more than anything. So, animals I guess would be like I'm a big like I'll, I'll, I've gone to like the petting the petting farms and stuff like that where they have the rescued animals that you can go cuddle with, like all that kind of weird stuff. Do you I go love. by yourself? Yeah. Oh shit. I don't give a fuck. I'm a weirdo. Like what why I'm I'm one of those I'll go to the movies by myself. I'm I'm Super fine doing solo dolo if I need to. You know what I mean? I don't have a problem with that. So you went to the pumpkin patch and stuff? I didn't go to the pumpkin patch this year by myself. (laughs) I went to Shacktober. I'm lost. Don't even know. Y'all don't know what Shacktober is? Okay, so think Hollywood Horror Nights from Universal meets Shack and like a more ghetto version of Hollywood Horror Nights. So it's all these like. Uh, it's all these like haunted houses, like mazes that you can walk through, right? And then they have a big area where like Shaq comes out and he fucks with everybody and then he goes away. And and then they have like food and beer and drinks and stuff and then haunted houses. It's just like a little of it. It's over by the Queen Mary. So I did that for the first time this year. I did haunted, haunted or horror nights. How was that? The Queen Mary? The Queen, I, I, I have a phobia of boats, so... I had a hard time going on the boat, but I like, I was so stoned that my friends got me so stoned that it didn't even feel like we were walking on a boat because it felt very solid. And they were like, it's gonna be fine. You're gonna be solid. And I was just like, I don't want to go on the boat. And they were like, no, we'll go on the boat. We're going on this haunted house. And then they literally just took me on the boat and I didn't even realize we were going on the boat. And then when we were on the boat, they were like, you're on a fucking boat. And I was just like, dude, that's not funny. Don't say that shit. I was more stressed out about walking on the boat than I was about the shit popping out. But I was also so stoned that every time something popped out, I just did like a, a, a weed giggle. Like one of these, like where you're like, huh, <laughs> like so were, that. It was like a hybrid. Huh? The, the weed? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what I smoked. Good Lord. Stoners don't remember that shit. It was one of the strains. Okay. So what's coming up next? <laughs> huh? I know you do it on a regular. You got anything lined up? What's coming up next? Coming up? Um, oh, things that I've got going on. So right now I'm really big on women's events. Okay. So we're bringing women in comedy together as a community. Okay. So right now I've got, uh, I'm, actually hosting and producing and putting on a women's mic which is a women's only mic and that's every wednesday at petty cash studios it's a it's a weed friendly studio space and show space and that's in hollywood um so i do that every wednesday and you can sign up on comedy bureau or uh through any links that you find on my page or anything like that it's always in the links right um i do brunch bunch at the ice house which is also a women a forward comedy event so it's women in comedy and we all get together and we just drink during the day <laughs> like what y'all have been doing mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> don't shush me own that shit we hold ourselves accountable for the weirdness that we are 
Um, no. Uh, so I've got that going on, and that has been. We do that monthly at the Ice House, the the brunch. We call it the Brunch Bunch, and uh, that's a fun one. That started as just me mobbing restaurants with like 30 women just randomly i'd be like everybody meet at this restaurant on this date we're all just gonna get brunch and get drunk together because i just felt like we needed time outside of shows to like hang with each other you know what i mean i feel like that was really lacking so i just started doing it and it took off and and then so you started the cult yeah 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 for sure the brunch cult for sure <laughs> and you know it took off all the girls were like hell yeah i want to get drunk in the afternoon on a Sunday, you know what I mean? And then Ice House saw that I was randomly going to restaurants and shit. And they were like, do you want to just have that here? And they created a whole brunch menu for it. And like, they took it and like took it to another level and made it like an actual event. So now we do that every month at brunch, at Ice House. So, and I do shows at Ice House. I've got one coming up January 26th. I've got my best bud show that I produce, which is an all women's show. Uh, that's a weed friendly show. It's $15 a ticket and you get a free joint with your ticket. <laughs> and uh, super smart. It's all just women. And on the best bud show, that's a really cool one. That's going to be December 1st at Petty Cash Studios and and um, and show space. That one, uh, every single we're going to start doing that showcase and introducing women who are new to comedy on that one. So it'll have a veteran lineup of women. And then we're going to be introducing every time we have that show two new ladies who have just been starting with comedy for like a couple of months and really giving them a chance to do an actual show and see how it feels to have like a full audience there and everything so and have some supportive women just like back you up and laughing and shit then it's a whole fucking vibe dude it's so much it's it's such a um having a supportive room and supportive peers in comedy is just there's no other vibe like it it's vital and it needs to happen more because there's so many of these open mics or shows where everybody's just like pissed off and grumpy in the back and in the green room or being quiet or too cool to talk to each other and my shows and and my events are just not like that it's a whole vibe everybody's having fun everybody's welcome everybody's you know because i was about to say wouldn't it be like if it's like that if it's like awkward energy in a room wouldn't it be because it's so competitive I'm about to go I feel like at a lot of men's shows, there's a lot of that competitive nature. Women have it too, but I feel like at the shows and events that I do, and I, I've been at other women's shows and events like that, or women-heavy shows and events, in comedy particularly, they're just more... Um, everybody can eat and everybody can laugh you know what i mean and i feel like that's such a vibe like it's just so played out to have this like too cool for school nobody's laughing and so everybody's bombing like that's fucking whack who wants to go to that shit nobody wants to go to a show or perform at a show where the audience is silent and nobody is laughing and everybody's in the back too cool lame Dude, I want to have fun wherever I go. So deep inside, you're kind of nice. Oh, I'm super nice, but not too nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's why. I, that's why I asked her what's her birth month. I love it. Yeah. All right, what's the next standard interview question? Okay, so, <laughs> so 
No, nah, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, but ladies and gentlemen, we're coming to the to the conclusion of our show. Oh, the conclusion. The conclusion. Of they were our like, show. "Get this bitch out of here. She's crazy." But so no, no. After further review, (laughs) (laughs) I. It's okay. I understand. I understand. (laughs) Nah, but uh, we always open up the microphones uh, to our guests and to the host to like leave any parting words with like you know people watching, people listening. Um, And we're gonna start off with you today, B. What am I supposed to say? Whatever you want. Pretend you have Tourette's. No. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, like, am I supposed to do like TED Talk kind of shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like a, like a, you know what I mean? Throw like, your handles, say something. Because I feel like I've, I feel like I've already said a lot of inspiring uh, verbiage. Verbiage is that the cor- the correct corporate have, jargon? It doesn't have to be. You could be like, you could find me at Instagram. Oh, that's what you guys want. You guys just want to know. Why did Why did you say, tell him whatever you want to tell him? Just say, where that you, is whatever you want to tell him. Damn. But what if I wanted to tell him like a recipe for pumpkin pie or some weird go ahead. shit? Let's go. It's Thanksgiving. Do you know what it's I'm saying? Up, oh, thanks taking. Get it right. right. Um, <laughs> how can a white girl just come up with that shit? You can't be having a white girl sit here and be like, it's thanks taking. That feels very counter into like very counter what no I and can't from say utah that. too <laughs> see that's what i'm saying i just you know impressive <laughs> i can't say it that's not that i feel like this the tables are sorely out of whack right here um <laughs> stupid okay aren't you guys glad that you booked me for your first guest today um, you can find me on Instagram at a couple of places. So, um, Miss B Gutierrez is my comedy handle. OG Brunch Bunch is the handle for the Ice House Brunch Bunch events and a lot of the other women's stuff that I do, as well as Killa B Comedy on Instagram for plan b mike and basically all productions that i do in those things and then you if you really want to find my photography i have a whole nother fucking instagram for that shit i have like eight instagrams it's really fucking annoying um my instagram for photography is miss b patiri p-a-t-i-r-i so patiri is um that's a whole nother story we don't need to go down that road but that's that's what my photography is under let's go Oh, Pateri is just so when I was way, way younger, right? Everybody was doing like their name and last name photography for for their photography businesses, like Jen Smith photography. You know what I mean? And I was just like, oh, that's fucking whack. So I used to have a nickname where everybody would call me Bethany Bear because my real name is Bethany. It's not B. Oh, my God. We're going to have to cut that shit out. Um, <laughs> we're not cutting it out. We're not cutting I, it out. Yeah, Everybody calls me B. It's just shortened. Bethany got shortened all the way to B eventually, right? So we just stuck with B. Um, but my nickname used to be Bethany Bear back in Salt Lake. Everybody would call me that. And um, the word bear in Latin is Pateri. So I just started going by Pateri Photography for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. And And now in hindsight, I wish I just would use my fucking name because now I have to explain what the fuck Pateri means every single time. 
but I don't want to change the handle. So it's Miss B. Pateri at Instagram. Enjoy. Nice. <laughs> she Sounds exclusive. So that's good. Super exclusive. Yeah. Well, definitely want to thank our audience. Uh, please follow all, uh, all our social media platforms. And once again, thank you for listening. Oh, you got to follow option forward. Follow option forward. Well, I'm pretty sure it's 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 already. Oh, they're probably our, already listening and they're yeah, probably so already following it's you. It's already cousin. there. Yeah. Well, that was counter it <laughs> in counter counter productive. <laughs> I haven't even had any alcohol. See? No wonder. But you don't do alcohol. No, just weed. I do a rum and coke on occasion. She says she goes batshit crazy. <laughs> I don't. I di- I just am. I'm really. I mean, I'm a lot personality-wise without it. Rough on the edges, she says. So let's think about what this would be amplified. This doesn't need to be more amplified. Horse tranquilizer. No, no, no. Just weed. Just weed. <laughs> just weed. <laughs> weed and Lexapro. Lexapro handles the manic side. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for watching. All right. We thank you for your support. Um, I think they've said it all. Have fun and whatever you do. Give it to y'all. I'm your boy Drew. We are Option 4 Podcast. We out. Peace.